California and Oregon have decided to damn the Constitution of the United States because they're stupid. A new law is going to make it harder for freeloaders to get their green cards and visas, and the left is throwing an absolute fit. Hollywood pulls the movie The Hunt because it is about a bunch of white elitist liberals hunting conservative deplorables from the South. That is a huge mistake. And campus reform is added again, making our college's social justice warriors look dumb. Let's get back to some of the mundane stories of the week. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I'm on vacation this week just for a couple more days, and I decided to take Tuesday off because I... I have decided that I'm going to spend this week working out and trying to get back into running and get back into physical fitness. And that sounds absolutely awesome. And my body is absolutely killing me because I have been lazy in the last year or so. So I'm suffering. The good news is I'm sweating constantly. That means my my workout is working. Uh, and uh, my running is is going. So Josie and I have decided we're going to do a 50-mile ultramarathon in January. And she hasn't even started running yet, so I don't know what she's doing. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. I decided to. I decided today there are some really heavy news stories in the cycle, and I think we're going to talk about them tomorrow. Uh, I just wanted something a little bit more relaxing. And the first thing I I what I like to do is I like to read the Huffington Post because they really do have some really dumb stories. And if the stories aren't really actually dumb, they, at least they have a really bizarre slant to them. So I read the Huffington Post, and they're reporting that the governor of Oregon would, would love to sign into law a bill that would ban uh, presidential candidates from appearing on the ballot if they do not release their tax returns. Um, governor Kate Brown said she would definitely be willing to sign a bill stating that we have to hold our elected officials accountable. I think this is one way of doing it. Now, this follows on the heels of uh, the governor of California, Governor Gavin Newsom, who is just a complete moron. Uh, this shows you that looks goes over intelligence with this guy. He's just absolute hot garbage. He did sign into law a bill that would require... Uh, tax returns to be released before uh, the name of the candidate could be released on a ballot. It took about eight minutes before some conservative groups threw two lawsuits, uh, filed two lawsuits against the state for the law, and there's very little chance that this law is actually going to go any, anywhere. In fact, uh, the leftist former California governor, Jerry Brown, vetoed the same law in 2017 because he didn't think it was going to hold up in court. And it's not. Um, there is The Constitution really does define who can be a president, and tax returns have nothing to do with it. Not to mention, uh, in this case, the state is overstepping their brown their grounds. They're, they're overstepping their bounds. Uh, the states have no choice on who to actually put onto a ballot. Um, this is garbage. It'll probably get to the Supreme Court. Uh, I have a hard time believing that any, sub, any court, federal appeals or whatever, even the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in California, I have a hard time believing they'd actually go for this. Though, if any, sub, if any court 
uh, of appeals is going to, it would be the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. If it actually gets to the Supreme Court, I would have a hard time believing that even far leftist judges like uh, Sotomayor or Kagan or even um, uh, RG, RBG would ever go against this. It's just completely against the Constitution. But what's important here is this is, again, another way to cheat the system and make sure that another Republican politician never becomes president again. Here's the reality. Uh, looking at, well, we're going to talk about the reality yet, but if you look at the Democratic candidates for president, they have no chance. Michelle Obama has already said she's not going to run. Oprah is not going to run. And even them, I think they'd have a really tough time winning against Trump, especially on Trump's records. I think Trump is kind of in trouble right now, looking at the problems with China and looking at the problems with the economy, which we're going to talk tomorrow. But he's still the strongest candidate out there. Uh, but the Democrats are trying to cheat their way through this. And if you take all of the things that they're supporting and look at it and look at it as a group, you could tell they're really trying to um, they're really trying to manipulate the uh, they're really trying to manipulate the elections. Um, they want to ban the, ban the electoral college, which would be a terrible idea because the electoral college would mean New York and Los Angeles would actually determine elections. There's a reason Hillary won the. Uh, if you look at the map, Hillary did not win beans throughout the country, but she did win in California, she did win in New York, and she did win in Massachusetts, barely I might add, but she did win in Massachusetts. Well, these are the states with the highest populations, and a lot of inner cities typically vote, um, typically vote Democratic. When you look across the country as a whole, uh, Hillary Clinton got killed. That's why the Electoral College is there, is to make sure that Wyoming has as much a say in the election as California does. Because let's face it, if California and New York determined, you know, we're talking 100 million people in California and New York, a third of the population are in those two states, what's the point of actually campaigning in any other state? So it's terrible. Uh, the Democrats want felons to vote, even felons who are not just ex-felons, but even felons in prisons. Now, this is, again, this is against the Constitution. The Constitution actually says you can't do this. But, hey, they, they want to be able to do it. And, I, again, this is a stupid law, a, lot of, a stupid uh, idea. A lot of people are against this idea. And they're against this idea because these people do not have the common sense to stay out of trouble in the law so now we're going to give them the right to vote? It's just, it's just, it's stupid. It's terrible. And then the other thing is the giving of illegal aliens, IDs, and driver's licenses. California and New York, this is a big deal, especially for conservatives, if you happen to watch what's going on. California has just made it a law that when you actually apply for a driver's license or ID, you're automatically registered to vote. Now, the paperwork for illegal aliens and for regular citizens is different, but the difference is so minute, you can't even tell. Uh, think that maybe some illegal aliens or residents will actually end up being able to vote? Let's, let's not count that out. 
It's a very scary thing. And, and to be honest with you, the state should not make that decision. That's up to the individual. For example, if I want to vote, I'll go register to vote. When I moved to San Diego, I had no interest in voting in the 2014 election. None. It was just a stupid election. My vote doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, and this is a really bad attitude, but my vote doesn't mean anything in California. I only vote for federal elections. And that includes Senate and House of Representatives, but my vote doesn't mean anything there either. But in 2016, I wanted to vote. I had to register because I'd moved to San Diego. I went and registered, and then I went out to vote. The other problem is the districts want to actually go in and um, pick up ballots from folks. So, for example, let's just say I go in, I have an absentee ballot, and I was too lazy to, to turn in the ballots to actually mail them. That almost happened in the 2000, uh, 2018 election. I just completely forgot about it, and I got it in just on time. All right, now... In these Democratic districts, they want to actually force people to vote. Again, no, this isn't good. Don't do that. This isn't right. If this guy wants to vote, he'll vote. This is a choice thing. Don't force. Not to mention, if Johnny, who's a lifelong Democrat or a lifelong Republican, because it can be manipulated on both sides, he goes in there and he grabs that ballot, how do we know that that individual is not messing with that ballot? This is half the reason you go to a polling place, place, you enter your vote, and then you close your vote, and then you get a receipt. I don't want anyone touching ballots, a middleman touching ballots. That just is asking for uh, corruption. I mean, what happens if this guy reads that this person is a Republican, voted Republican, and you are a Democrat, and suddenly that ballot goes missing? It's a bad, bad idea. And then let's not go into voter ID laws. I don't understand what the problem is with people who want to vote having to just show a picture ID that, hey, yes, everyone has a picture ID. I don't understand what the big deal is. You, have a, you need a picture ID to vote. You need a picture ID to drive. You need a picture ID to get a hotel. You need a picture ID to walk into a bar. You need a picture ID sometimes to get into a movie theater. You need picture IDs for absolutely everything today absolutely everything. In New York, which I find horribly ironic, you need 17 separate forms of ID to register for a gun. This is an absolute fact. Yet New York is one of those places that keeps saying, hey, we don't need IDs for voting. You need 17 forms of ID to register for a gun. But and I don't even know. I, I read this. This is true. I am not making this up. You need 17 forms of ID to register for a gun to get a background check. But you don't need an IT, ID to vote for the president, to vote for Congress, to vote for the Senate. It's, it's, it's just stupid. Uh, Democrats, here's the reality, the Democrats want nothing but power. And I would really wish the news media, both on the left and the right, would actually take a look at all of the different rules that the Democrats want to implement that would sit back and manipulate our elections. Because one rule in itself is not going to manipulate a election, but 10, 12 rules, yeah, that will. Democrats want power. That's the reality. 
They will do whatever they can do to get it. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the regulations that are already in place via Constitution or law. They don't care about ethics, and they have no trouble cheating. Remember, the end justifies the means. This was a quote used by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when asked why she has not been honest a lot of the time. And she was asked this by CNN. This was not asked by um, somebody else. In other words, it doesn't matter what what reason I'm doing this or whether I tell the truth or not. It's the end that is important. Government control, big government, that's socialism. That's what's important. How we get there, how honest we are or whatever, that doesn't make any difference. I find that extremely disturbing. And the problem is our society is really beginning to accept some of this stuff. Um, next thing I want to bring up is this concept of it's a privilege to be in the United States when you're from another country, if you're an immigrant. It's not a right. Uh, the Huffington Post released another article that reports the Trump administration is changing the rules uh, when, apply, when applying or renewing a green card or a visa. The law would make it make changes to some known as the public charge rule. Now, basically, this rule states that if you are applying for any type of benefit, governmental benefit, whether that be federal benefit, that could be Medicaid, that could be food stamps, that can be welfare, okay, that can be the SNAP, uh, things like that, monetary based, you have become a charge of, you've become a public charge, you've become a government charge. In other words, the government is actually responsible for your way of life. That's what the public charge rule means. Well, right now, the public charge rule really, and it's it's a rule that's there. It's been around, I think, since 73 or 74. So it's been around for a long time. But right now, the public, char the public charge rule defines any monetary benefits, such as uh, uh, monetary assistance, such, such as... Um, welfare is considered a public charge. So if I apply for, for any type of monetary benefits from the federal government, the federal government during the, uh, during the renewal of a green card or visa or the application of a green card or visa, they can determine, well, this individual is A, already on welfare, been on welfare, and therefore... He is, he is in the public charge, and we're not going to renew the green card or visa. Or two, this individual does not show that they can be in anything other than public charge. In other words, this person's coming in, and they are definitely looking at their skill sets. They're definitely going to have to uh, put in for monetary aid. The government ha wants to basically expand that to include... Medicaid, and Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. And that's food stamps. Okay, So they want to basically expand it. So if I have an individual, let's say Josie, who actually has a green card and actually has to renew her green card every 10 years, decides she wanted to go on food stamps 
and on uh, Medicaid, okay, she, that stuff, that because she's taking in uh, those program benefits, those federal benefits, she could have her green card actually rejected and she could be sent back home. Again, this is one of the reasons why people, and I told Josie this, and I don't think that's really an issue with her. She's not on any of that stuff. But I told Josie, you know what, become an American citizen. And she's decided she's going to do that next year. She speaks, and in being an American citizen means not only can you not be on food stamps, not only can you not be on welfare or Medicaid, you must be able to speak English. It's part of the test. Okay, so becoming a citizen is not easy. And you have to know a bit of our federal, a bit about our history of our federal government and how our federal government works, which I think is fantastic. And you have to be employed and all of that great. So I think it's great. Well, um, the Huffington Post does see a problem with this. They first point out that Medicaid and the SNAP programs are non-monetary programs that should not be bundled up into the welfare programs, which are monetary programs. Um, that's crap. Uh, do you think that Medicaid and SNAP, the SNAP programs, are free? No, they're not. You're still taking, you're still taking uh, tax money, tax money that regular citizens have to put into, and you're still receiving the benefits. So if you're receiving welfare, SNAP, and food stamps and you are, have a green card or a visa, the only thing they look at is the money you're getting. The other two don't matter. And a lot of the time, the welfare thing, oh, that's okay, we'll waive it. No, it shouldn't be like that. It should be counted. And if you are that much of a drain on society, if you're that much a leech on society, you should actually be removed. You should lose your visa, you should lose your green card, and you should be sent back. And you should, at that point, be illegally in that, this country. Um, they also say that there is a, a there are also weighed along English profici proficiency, income, and health conditions. This is actually written into the public uh, the public charge law. Well, let's that's kind of weird. English proficiency, I personally believed, should have always been something that was there. You should be able to acclimate to this country. Um, Hispanics, which my girlfriend and I kind of got into an argument for, Hispanics seem to have a real tough time acclimating to our country, and I disagree with that. I think they acclimate pretty well. Some of them may have a harder time learning English, but they do learn English. I think there are other actual, I think there are a lot of African immigrants that come. I think this is more of a visa thing than anything else. African immigrants that come here and not only refuse to learn our language and move into neighborhoods but they refuse to accept our laws. They want to implement their own laws. An example of this would be Sharia law with uh, in Minnesota, especially where there is a high Arab population. And there's a refusal to implement our culture and accept our traditions. An example of this would be the uh, honor killings, which also happen high rate in Arab neighborhoods. These people have to understand they are not, they are now in a Western civilization country. They are not in an Arab country and they must follow our culture. One of the part is, okay, you need to learn English. And a lot of people who are here legally, they have no problem with this. If you want to become a citizen of the United States, you have to prove you speak English. 
You don't have to spell everything correctly. My girlfriend has a tough time with commas. Her fiancé has a tough time with commas. But the reality is she knows English probably better than I do. Income. Income, of course it's going to be monitored. If you have, and it's not just income, what you're currently making, it's income on what your potential is. Because the reality is, if your income potential is making minimum wage, all you're doing is sucking from the country. It makes it more likely you're going to end up on a social federal program, whether it be uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, SNAP, food stamps, welfare. There's, you're more than likely to do that. We do not want need people like that in the country sucking it up. And finally, health conditions. Again, of course, we don't want anybody walking into this country with communicable diseases. This was something that was always assumed, always assumed, that you were going to get a health check and you were going to make sure you didn't come in with HIV, you didn't come in with, you come in with Ebola, SARS, or any other severe communicable disease. Hey, if you've got a cold, you've got cancer. Well, I mean, if you're going to come here for cancer, pregnancy is the same way. If you're going to come in here and you're going to need government assistance to fix you, you do not belong in this country. You, This country is for you to help this country out. It is not for you to suck this country down. Of course, there are other nonsensical reasons that the Huffington Post brings up that, you know, basically uh, this whole thing is for the rich, right? Uh, again, yes, it's for the rich, gotcha, whatever. Uh, how they, they absolutely nothing here. They're just talking. Uh, uh, all the kids that are going to be, um, all of the kids that are going to be without health care, which they came up with 8.3 million. Um, what they don't bother telling you is the reason the kids would be out of Medicare, and that's not true. That's just a lie. The reason the kids would be out of Medicare is because, or uh, health insurance is because the parents are illegal. This is one of the things that um, birthright citizenship is really under fire for, and I don't believe in birthright citizenship. Just because you're born here does not make you a U.S. citizen. Um I think that needs to be eliminated. The idea is with birthright citizenship, the parents are illegal and they're still illegal. That doesn't change just because the kid is legal citizen. And that kid will either be sent back with the parents if they're ever caught or the kid will somehow lose benefits. The parents are sent back and the kid doesn't get sent back. I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about because if a kid, let's just say a kid is legal due to birthright citizenship and the parents do get deported, um, that doesn't mean suddenly the kids don't have well uh, health care. They'll be taken care of. Uh, why the parents would leave their child is the big question. Well, the parents wouldn't. They'd take the child and the kid would lose Medicaid until... The kid was 18 and could come back into the country. So that's, that's a really stupid, stupid argument. Uh, but that's, that's, what, that's what they do. That's how they argue. Um, and of course, one of the big nonsensical reasons is it's racist. Uh, I'm still lost as to how it's racist. And they didn't, they didn't say anything. They said, oh, well, that would affect brown people. People. Well, you know, we let a lot of brown people in here legally, 
and not just from Mexico, but from Central America, from South America, from Africa. Uh, we let a lot of people into this country. My girlfriend is an example of this. She's a Mexican citizen. She's still a Mexican citizen. She needs to get her citizenship here. Um, she's legal. They allowed her and her entire family. And they let a couple of her, um, I'm not going to say who, I let a couple of her family members in who had problems. They were eventually deported for overstaying their visas. But instead of the 20-year rule, which the United States, which is what the United States follows if someone enters the country illegally, they're now looking at being able to be legally allowed into this country after seven, eight years. I mean, the country is very forgiving. The country is very open. You know, this is what I would love to happen. I would love the United States to go to to take the immigration policy of the Mexican Constitution, convert it into English, and then make it the 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If someone comes to our country, they should acclimate to our country, its values and its language. And you have to come into this country with something to offer this country. No foreigner has a right to be here. It's a privilege to be here. And we, like every other country in the world, have the right to choose who lives here. Mexico has the, that exact law in their constitution. So do most countries in the world, including Central American and South American countries. They, they do, In the Mexican constitution, it says, well, you have to basically prove that you can live here. That you are, you are willing to give, you have something to give to this country. It says it in the Constitution. And by the way, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, uh, Costa Rica, they have the same laws in their constitutions. Why are we, Europe, France, if you don't speak French, fluent French, they will not let you stay in that country. And God forbid, if you need to take a test, a driving test in France, it's not written in 50 different languages like we have in this country. It's written in French. That's it. And you're considered an outsider if you don't speak French fluently. I mean, not just speak French, speak French fluently. I speak some Spanish, not fluently. People don't understand what I'm saying. I never make it in Mexico. And that's also with government benefits. Illegal aliens cost this country between 140 and 200 billion a year. We're not even sure how much it costs because we don't really know how many illegal aliens are here. The left wants to say, well, we have between 4 million and 11 million in the United States. They are still holding that, even though we're taking in almost a million illegal aliens a year. They still hold their only 4 to 11 million. No, it's probably closer between 25 and 40 million illegal in this country. Who's kidding who? It's, I don't think it's unreasonable that someone comes to this country that should be self-sufficient and not need to take our resources, which are reserved for citizenship or people who've been here for a long time and just run on hard times. Josie, uh, for example, if she's having a tough time with uh, a tough time, she loses her job and she's got, she has kids and she's been paying into the system for 10, 50, actually closer to 40 years. She's been paying into the system. 
I don't see why she couldn't get some of these benefits until she can get back on their feet. But I'm talking about someone who's been over the border for 25 minutes and then suddenly thinks they're qualified for social services. I, I just don't see that that as a problem. And I don't see a problem with someone losing their visa or green card. Um, I This is another thing that I just think is stupid. I know I spent a lot more time on that last topic than I should have. Uh, but I, this the next two are pretty quick. This next story really bothers me. I, I, I just... I think this is an example where the right is just flat out wrong. It's over. Things are overdone. And there's a movie that was supposed to be released this week called The Hunt. And essentially what this film is about is about a bunch of rich elitist leftists who decide to kidnap a bunch of southern working class, quote, deplorables, end quote. And then they stick them on an island by themselves. And the elitist leftist goes out and hunts these people. Actually goes in and kills these people. The right saw this as... Saw this as a really increasing the political tension in the world today. That we already have enough big words, enough um, enough tough talk that are causing violence and things of that nature, that this movie really just had no place. And it was just inciting violence against right-wingers and yada, 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 yada. Universal, which released the movie, or, well, potentially released the movie, said that the movie is a satire, that is, is basically making fun of the political climate today and should not be taken seriously. Okay, you know, I, yes, okay, bad news for the right wing, blah, 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 blah. Another left wing organization, uh, Universal is owned, is a, a subsidiary of NBC, which is a known left wing company. Okay, whatever. Uh, maybe they're making fun of it. Okay. But here's what I would have to say to everyone, everyone, especially the right. Calm down. It's a movie and not even the first of its kind. Hell, just this decade, one of the biggest movie series in the world was The Hunger Games. I'm pretty sure I saw the movies, I read the book, it's about the same thing. How the elite are hunting the little person. And it was violent, and it was disturbing also, and it got a PG-13 rating. It was not that bad. Yes, the movie is ultra-violent. Yes, these leftist elitists are, are hunting these deplorables, that, as Hillary used to call them. But the reality is I think the movie would have ended on the side of the conservatives. I think the deplorables probably would have won and the leftist elites did not look good in this movie i saw the trailer the leftist elites looked terrible on my website you can actually look at the full trailer it looks to me 
it actually looks like a pretty good movie. I would have probably seen it and not thought twice about it. There is Here's the thing. We, we make fun, I make fun, of leftists because they always get upset over satire. Okay? They, oh, they do not like to be made fun of. And the right is notorious for satire. You go to the Daily Wire. That's all, half of their stories are all satirical. Andrew Clavin and Matt Walsh do nothing but run sat- satire. And it's funny. Oh, by the way, Andrew Clavin and Matt Walsh don't think the movie should have been pulled either. They thought, okay, it's satirical. And they came up with the same reasons I came up with why it shouldn't be. Uh, pulled from the theaters, and I would have actually seen it. I probably wouldn't have paid to see it, but I would have seen it. It should not have been pulled from theaters. And uh, Universal, by the way, I didn't mention this, but Universal caving to the pressure actually, actually decided to pull the movie, which I think is terrible. It'll probably end up like that movie about the two reporters who were out to kill. Uh, the North Korean leader. It'll probably be released to D- straight to DVD, and everyone will probably end up seeing it because, hey, in this country we like those kind of films. I think I think they're fun. I'm sorry, I I like violent violent, suspenseful action movies. I, I do. I've always have. So and I'm kind of sick that way. Um, if you again, if you want to actually see the see the movie. Uh, or see the uh, trailer, you can. Just go to my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, common spelling, and you can see the trailer. The trailer is a little bit violent, so don't be, don't watch it with the kids. Uh, or you can just go to YouTube and type in The Hunt, and it'll be there. Uh, I think, I don't know if they actually pulled the trailer. They may have pulled the trailer. I haven't added it to my website yet, but I we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but this is the one thing the left does all the time. I think the right should not get in the habit of doing it. I, I really don't. Let the left throw their rants. They're crazy. So just let them throw their rants, let them throw their garbage out there and don't get offended by it. Just point it to it and say, how stupid. And I don't think the movie would have turned out the way they think it would have. I think the movie would have turned out the deplorables would have been the heroes. And the next story, last story, I swear to God this is the last story, is a story that the right should be doing. And that's making the left look foolish, especially social justice warriors. Uh, Campus Reform, which is a, a conservative group that actually populates the college campuses today, uh, released a brand new video making fun of the social justice warriors. Uh, In case you don't know, um, the Campus Reform is a conservative student organization that is committed to fight left-wing policies that our colleges are pushing to our youth. One of the things Campus Reform will do is confront Uh, SJW students with satirical questions. One of the more common things they will do is they will quote, give a student a quote that was originally quoted from, let's say, Donald Trump, and they will say that quote was from Barack Obama. And they'll hear all those SJWs swoon over the quote, and then the student will be told, well, actually, that was a Barack Obama quote. That was a Donald Trump quote. And basically, then they have to eat crow and they have to admit that, oh, my God, I didn't know that. I I find that hard to believe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
Well, in this bit, and this was a funny bit, I thought this was serious until I actually read the article. Campus Reform decided to ask students uh, at the fac- and faculty of George Washington University, one of the most left-wing universities of the con- in the country, they decided to ask them, hey, you know that little sign for the walk, don't walk signs where it like flashes, walk and flashes, don't walk? They, they sat back and pointed, do you notice that's a white man? How about if we, I we they had a petition, a fake petition, that would go out and try to change the white man into more um, diverse group, and these <laughs> included a white man walking around with a. Um, I'm actually looking at the pictures now. <laughs> They're so stupid. A, a, a man walking around with um, in the colors of the LGBT community. A woman walking across the street. A woman with the, uh, L- again, LGBT lesbian. A brown person walking across the street. A fat yellow person walking across the street. A handicapped. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's so funny that these people actually fell for it. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a clip. Again, if you go to www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can w- look at the whole I think it's a six or seven minute video and see how these people reacted. It's priceless. Here's the clip. I'm Ethan Kai with Campus Reform and today we're at George Washington University. That is a white man. Will students sign up fake petition to change it in the name of diversity and inclusion? Let's find out. Would you be willing to sign a petition for me? The crosswalk signs, we're trying to petition to have them changed. Some students on campus have been offended by them because it's just a picture of a white man. We're proposing that we could change them to be more representative of an inclusive environment. That's so cute! Oh my god, yeah! That's awesome! Is this something you've thought about before? No, like I never thought about it, but like I can see like I guess like why some students have a problem with it. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I'll totally sign that. We propose like these other things so it could be more... We just didn't want to offend anyone, you know? Yeah, so. no, that's good. So is this something you guys can get on board with? Absolutely, yeah. Right. You guys signed for me? Yeah. I assume it's like one of many re- one of many ways in which the default is imagined to be a white man. Um, this isn't probably the, the most important one to me, but I totally get that it would be important to I mean, wow. Come on, dude. It's a traffic sign. It's not a white man. It's actually just a man crossing the street. And the reason this is white so people can actually see it. Colorblind people cannot see anything that's a different color that's not with it. It's just so dumb. I, I And good for campus reform. This is the good stuff. Uh, well, I decided to figure out, okay, so because the video was heavily edited, I, I decided to keep reading the article and apparently... Um, <laughs> There was only one person that said it would be really expensive to do something like that, but he, she signed the petition anyway. Uh, the other, there was one guy who waved it off completely, and apparently this was a teacher at the school. Um, they weren't interested in that type of garbage. It wasn't important. But Campus Reform reported that most of the students and one faculty member actually signed the petition. So that's that's awesome. Uh, So good job to our universities in teaching our students and good job to Campus Reform for pointing this all out. Um, So that's about it we have today. And the news cycle is getting very, very heated. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to do another podcast. Um, It's going to be kind of a heavy one. 
Uh, we're going to actually take a look at the problems they're having in Hong Kong right now. Apparently, the citizens in Hong Kong do not want to be oppressed by the Chinese. Uh, if you don't know, China, Hong Kong is supposed to be integrated within China um, in about 20 years. It, it was something that the United States and the English agreed to uh, 30 years ago. And the, Chi and the Hong Kong, which is actually kind of a, a free system, are actually beginning to fight the Chinese oppression. The protests so far are cold. Um, they're, well, I mean, the protests are warming up. There have been, there's been some violence. Some people have been injured. Nobody's been killed. Uh, but now the Chinese military is getting involved, and this could be really ugly really quick. The U.S. economy also got some very bad news today. And if, um, if uh, the past can make us determine the future, uh, we may be heading towards a recession. Uh, we're not really sure of it yet. Wall Street, looking at how Wall Street reacted today, it's at, as of this podcast, it's down 740 points, which is almost 3%. So things are getting a little bit scary with the economy, and this is just something that Trump does not need right now. Um, also, there was another attack on an ICE facility. Nobody was hurt, but officials are absolutely sure it was ICE officials that were being targeted based on where the gunshots actually landed. Uh, all this is because of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's comments about ICE and the hate that Antifa has been pushing. Andre Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is even being pointed to the left as her language being insightful and actually causing some of this. When asked if she feels bad for saying what she said, she said, uh, no, I don't, and uh, that's that's how things are actually running over there. So we can see that the media is, and of course they didn't push back. So we can see that the media incitement is always on the right, it's never on the left, until the left actually does it, and then something else actually happens. Folks, this is what a modern civil war looks like. It's happening and it's going to get worse. Right now, it's warm. It's cool to warm, but it's getting hotter and hotter. I wonder what's going to happen when an ICE official actually does get shot by one of these domestic terrorists. So, it's kind of scary. And we're going to talk about that. It's going to be a lot more serious a tone than it was today. So, you can follow me on Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Attic, and YouTube. If you want to find out where the YouTube channel is, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to find it, or you can just type in Dumbasses Talking Politics in the search engine. Please subscribe, rate, and leave comments. I'd really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>